Welcome to Faith FM. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. This morning we have the lovely Lawson filling in for Lyle. Welcome to the show, Lawson. Hi. <laughs> Are you like not that excited to be here? That was the hugest I'm so excited. You don't even know. I am just so excited. God is good Amen. and he is moving and he's working in our lives because he's awesome. Yeah, in fact, Lawson, you actually share a really amazing story yeah, uh, coming, coming up. up. Yeah, about exactly what the Lord's been doing in your life, mm. which I just love the story. And we know he's told the story because this is actually the delayed broadcast. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah it's delayed. Where, where am I? <laughs> You're in yesterday. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we actually do this show live, um, but it does get recorded. And then for some areas around Australia, they get the show that was recorded the day before. Mm. Uh, broadcast, it's delayed mm. broadcast. And uh, if you would like to jump across the live show, you are more than welcome to. Uh, you can just download the TuneIn app, which is a free app to download, and uh, get that one happening and search for Faith FM Australia, and you can listen to us through that. Or you can go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au. Or best of all, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, pester us about getting the live show mm-hmm. in your area. Lawson, what are you grateful for today? Oh, look, I'm grateful for the story that I'm about to tell you guys, which was really awesome. Uh-huh. But, oh, man, I'm just so grateful that um, we've we've collected, a, we, this is part of the story too, we've collected a bunch of Arise Bible workers, a bunch of young people who are just on fire for Jesus, oh, um, who have committed to six months of full-time work in a church. We have six of them in our church. Shout out. Joelle, Mackenzie, Viviana, Caleb, Emery, and Jeremiah, who are working for the Raymond Terrace Mission Church, just doing an awesome job, um, and we're just so stoked to have them, and I'm just so keen to see what God's going to do in the community through them. Amen. Amen, indeed. I am grateful that you are here. I'm grateful oh. that Jasmine helped us out. Yeah, trainee, out producer, so that Shell can have a stand-in when she needs to get mm. away. Um, and then, of course, I'm grateful for the watermelon that someone randomly stuck in my fridge. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's which sick. I've been just chowing my way through. That's awesome. And yeah, shared it with you guys this morning. Praise See, the Lord. We have a great show coming up. We have uh, the breakfast Bible quiz. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that I cheated at well apparently. you saw the answer so yeah, 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 yeah 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 i, sh- I essentially i showed it to you yeah yeah pretty yeah. much yeah but still it's a pretty hard one though, it is, isn't it? It is yeah, a really hard yeah. one so if you know it you can give us a call you, still because it's still alive that yeah. one yeah it's still mm-hmm. going no one got no one got that one so you can call us up and get the prize mm-hmm. uh the prize today by the way is a copy of the desire of ages yes i, I did forget to mention that until right to the end of the show <laughs> yeah. and um yeah of course we have some really beautiful good news stories to do with mm. art and painting and creativity Activity and, and how you education. can use that for positivity. Also yeah, education. absolutely. And we have um, some some ripple effect conversations about positivity and negativity. So yeah, stay tuned for all that show coming up. This is Johnny Cash. Well, the Bible tells us about a man who ruled Babylon and all its land. Around the city he built a wall and declared that Babylon would never fall. He had concubines and wives, he called his Babylon paradise. On his throne he drank and ate, but for Belshazzar it was getting late. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. Well, the people feasted and drank their wine and praised the 
man All holy things they scorned and mocked But suddenly all their mocking stopped For on the wall there appeared a hand Nothing else, there was no man In blood the hand began to write And Belshazzar couldn't hide his fright For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand He was weighed in the balance and found wanting His houses were built upon the sand Was written by the mystic hand Belshazzar tried but couldn't find A man who could give him peace of mind But Daniel the prophet, the man of God He saw the writing on the wall in blood Belshazzar asked him what it said And Daniel turned to the wall and read My friend, you're weighed in the balance And found wanting Your kingdom is divided It can't stand You're weighed in the balance and found wanting Your houses are built upon the sand Yes, what a slapper. That is that so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, of course, that was Johnny Cash with Belshazzar. Yes, yes, indeed. So good. Okay, what have, awesome. we, what have we got going on? Yeah, you got your brain in gear? Yeah, you I ready do. For this? I'm so ready. Yeah, you sure? Mm-hmm. Because this is like, you know, your first day of the week on the radio, so it's kind of like your Monday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Those Tuesday. Even, actually, I have Mondays off. Okay, so it really is your Monday. It today. really is my Monday. Yeah, yeah, today. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to hit you with the breakfast pile, please, to wake up your little bit of brain. Okay, I'm, I'm keen. You ready? I'm keen, yeah. This is a Who Am I quiz. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Clue number one I am buried in the valley of Accor. Achor. Achor? It's spelled A C H O R. And Lawson has it incorrect. It's not that person, but good guess. That would have been my first guess had I been playing your side of this quiz. Wow, if you, there you know go. the answer, give us a call. Our number here is 1 800 Faith FM. It's 1 800 324 843. You can text your answer 0491 First person through snaps up that prize. Yes. Can you get a prize? Just, I know. You just have to know. How stuff. good are our prizes, though? People love our prizes. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're actually like running out of phone lines. That's how many people call up for our stuff. So, Dude. Yeah, yeah. We got. We need two phones. We need. Yeah, we need multiple phones. Um, Lawson, I have some really nice good news happening. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Good news. Are you into art at all? Yeah, actually, more than you would think. Really? Well, last time I was down in Sydney, me and a, a, a girl that I'm I'm working with at the moment, um, named Jasmine. She's like an artist. She has like stuff hung up in galleries. Oh, I've seen her work. Yeah, yeah, she is amazing. She's a gun. And we went to a gallery when we were down in Sydney and like we was checking stuff out and it was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like art. Art's cool. Are you into like Matisse or Van Gogh or Renoir? Uh, I, I'm I'm into more like still life portraits. Oh yeah. My favorite my favorite kind of art is um botanical and scientific illustration. 
there you go. Bam, yeah, there yeah. you go. I don't know. It always like, so you go through like... In and then s- I also like my teeth, so like other end of the spectrum. <laughs> in the New South Wales Art Gallery in Sydney, in the top floor is all like, you know, the, the portraits of like the biblical events and all this stuff. And it's oh, like, yes, cool. this is awesome. And then you go downstairs and it's all the scary abstract stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Then I, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I go back upstairs. <laughs> You're funny. Anyway, I'm going to tell you a really cool story coming out of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. About yes. a 97-year-old who, like, saved his town. This is just oh, incredible. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it uh, the area was becoming increasingly run down where he lived, mm-hmm. um, and the area actually used to house over 1,200 families. Uh, but more and more people moved away, like, looking for better living conditions, until this guy, his name is Huang Yongfu, He's 97 years old. He became the only person left in the town, mm-hmm. right? So the government issues uh, several statements threatening to tear down the remaining buildings. Uh, but this guy, this 97-year-old Huang, was so heartbroken over the idea of losing his heritage that he, um, you know, he was he was surrounded by just dozens of empty houses. Mm. So he decided to pick up a paintbrush and enhance his surroundings with color. Mm-hmm. And so he created, like, just any kind of art that he could think of because his father um, taught him how to draw at the age of three and so mm-hmm. he began to just cover the buildings with like basically doodles of animals and designs and he just fell in love with painting and so he continued to decorate the walls surrounding you know his house eventually did his entire neighborhood so he just like, painted an entire town and, uh, and then local university students um, found out about it. They saw it, right? Of course, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram's kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they um, they dubbed him the Rainbow Grandpa. And, uh, and, <laughs> what a name. Yeah. That is and these awesome. students went on this campaign to, like, um, just tell the world about this, this, this rainbow community mm-hmm. to the point where this place has now become an absolute tourist destination mm-hmm. it's become the region's most popular attraction yes and the place is just thronged with visitors mm-hmm. if you you have to check this out everyone who's listening pull show over us, show us pick. jump online <gasps> look at that look i, at I that. thought it was going to be like some murals no no this is like every literally everything even the painted floor. the street yeah that is amazing it's called the rainbow village look just go on google images and look up the rainbow village taiwan and you will just like it's just that incredible awesome we're and gonna put some of that up on our socials yeah for sure it's just uh, the size of the building the top of the roofs the floor like everything all the fences there's even piles of rubble where he's gone through and painted all the bricks in the rubble oh man <laughs> it's that's just amazing. incredible uh, yeah, so the Taiwan government obviously has had to <laughs> retract their statements yeah. about tearing it down because it's now a massively popular tourist destination. Yes. In fact, it's going on my bucket list. Um, so yeah, the have you power been to Taiwan? Art, I have not. In the whole of Ooh. Asia, I've only been to Japan, and some people don't even think Japan is part of Asia. So mm, it's probably the most western part of Asia. So yeah, no, have you have you been to Taiwan? Um, no. Yeah, I've been to Malaysia and the Philippines. I'd love to be there right now doing this broadcast from yeah. the Rainbow Village. <clears throat> hint, hint, producers, <laughs> send us abroad. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but yeah, so go check out the Rainbow Village both in uh, online and in person if you have the capacity. Yes, that is uh, awesome. Yeah, I love it. But did you, by the way, did you hear recently about the uh, the billionaire that made um, that's, that 
that speech, the commencement speech at the university, and then announced that he would pay off the student debt of yes. the entire graduating yes. class. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. African American so, dude, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So incredible move. Just totally went viral. Guy just, you know, he's doing, he's giving a speech to a graduating class. He's asked to be a keynote speaker to inspire the students, and he's a billionaire. And then just midway through, he's like, oh, by the way, P.S., I'm going to pay off all your student debt. Like, just <laughs> like, boom, there's a student debt gone. Um, and that's really cool. But what's even cooler, in my opinion, is that his actions have inspired others. And this is like, because mm-hmm. he's a billionaire. So, like, it's just a drop in the bucket for him, right? Yeah. But uh, in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, Susan Bennett and her husband, they are the owners of the Headlines Barbershop. Yes. So, like, barbershop owners uh-huh. uh, were inspired by this guy. And uh, and she was, like, you know, so impressed by how many students are going to so much debt just to get an education. Um, she decided to do some, take some action in her own community. So, she called up the nearby high school and asked if there was any students experiencing financial difficulties. It's so great. And she's just a barbershop yeah. owner. She's, like, she's, not, she's not a billionaire. Mm. Um, and she was really shocked to discover that there were actually 14 high school um, students who had collectively accumulated about four and a half grand worth of debt, four and a half uh, American dollars, mm-hmm. four and a half thousand American dollars, sorry. And uh, and some of them, you know, this is like just like outstanding lunch money, like lunch debt. Others just owed money to the band's, uh, the band department. Um, but the school has a really strict policy, as most schools do, that any student with outstanding debt would not be able to um, graduate. They can't mm. receive the diplomas and they can't participate in the commencement ceremony. Commencement ceremony is what they call their graduation yeah. ceremony. Yeah. I like how they call it commencement instead of graduation because, yeah, sure, you just graduated from school, but you're about to commence real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fully. I love it. So she immediately starts a GoFundMe campaign uh, to pay for the student debt uh, before the graduation deadline. And um, and so she actually used her barbershop as a platform mm-hmm. to promote to promote, uh, yeah. Yeah, promote this GoFundMe. And um, this is so cool. Uh, her post was actually seen by a daughter of an NFL player. Do, do you follow NFL? Uh, a little bit. I watched the finals. Uh, Thomas Davis. Do you know who that is? Nope. Yeah. Anyway, so his daughter I saw probably it. Probably should. And uh, and she was touched by the action, and so she actually offered to pay every cent of the debt, and just just completely just wipe that debt out as well. Bam. There yeah. You and uh, and you know and when they told the the fourteen high school students who were like facing the fact they won't be able to graduate, <clears throat> apparently one of them like dropped to her knees and said she had to call her mum. And it turned out later that the girl's mum had apparently been working to get a loan in order to cover the debt so her daughter mm. could actually graduate mm-hmm. from high school. Um, so it's really great how one story can just snowball and inspire other stories, can mm. inspire more stories, inspire more stories. I would love to, I mean, these are just the two that we heard of. Yeah. But just the two that we heard of, can you imagine how many more people can be mm. affected? Um, by this action? I'd love to know. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to see through God's eyes just for like a minute. Yeah. And just see the ripple effect that one good deed has and see how far it actually goes. Mm. The classic, like, God only knows. Yeah. Like, I always used to think about that. Like, oh, what, what was actually going on? Like, God knows that situation. And so yeah. I, I think people would definitely be getting blessed, you know, by the repercussions of that one billionaire. What's his name? What's the billionaire dude? Remember. there? But that guy, one guy's actions. Hey, mm. hypothetical question, right? Okay, here we go. So, you know how, like, like, like I was just in red, one good deed like inspires a domino effect of more good deeds, mm-hmm. right? But also on the flip side, negativity also breeds more negativity, right? Like if you like yep. having a bad day, you can actually share that with someone else and then mm-hmm. they're having a bad day. Which do you reckon has the furthest reaching and the longest lasting ripples? 
I know which one has the best ripples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon there's some food for thought. I wonder if anyone's ever studied that. Like, if you smile at someone versus whether or not you frown at someone, like, how far that will go in terms of mm-hmm. whether, you know, how far the smiles go and how far the frowns go. Mm, interesting, interesting thought. Have a bit, think about that today. Maybe give us a call and tell us what you think lasts longer, positivity or negativity. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. To Faith FM, what a lovely song! Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's, it's one of my yeah, favorites at the moment. In fact, song. I put producer's shell onto it. She was just saying, "Oh, bless your yeah, heart." I've been, been listening to the bit of Wilder Adkins. Um, that, of course, that was Wilder Adkins with a cover of a hymn called "I ha- Have Decided." I think it's probably my favorite version of it ever. I've yeah. never heard oh, it before. It's incredible, so good. All right, give us another clue for the quiz. Who am I? You got your pen, and your paper ready? Do you have another guess at this? Mm. So, you know, this guy was. Buried in the which Valley one? of Accor. Okay. Accor. I'm yep. not even sure I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hang on. Let me just have a quick. Okay. Okay. Yep. 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 We can do this in order. This is actually a really famous, horrific story. You ready? Mm. Clue number two. Who am I? I stole a Babylonian robe, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold. Who is that? I wonder if it was like. Like a wedge that you stick under a door, or like a wedge, like a potato chip wedge. 
Because like a potato chip, that's not not much gold. I mean, you can get a lot of rings out of that. You have got the most pensive look on your face I have ever seen. You are so deep in thought, young Lawson. I'm just thinking of the era. Like I'm like, who was, who was around at that time? So Babylonian era, man. But wasn't Babylonia around, Babylonia around for a while though? Yeah, but not, not heaps long. Yeah, not as long as the Roman Empire. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark. Just a written one, though, just not a verbal yeah. one, please. No, you're wrong. Um, what about... No, 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 no. You move on now. We move on now. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you any more. <laughs> yeah, you're still wrong. You're still wrong with your other guests oh, there, too. Okay. <laughs> Why would you guess that person to I don't be know. a thief? Was, I'm just... I'm just I don't know. This person was a thief. They stole Babylonian robe, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold. Every time I say wedge, I get hungrier. Okay, anyway. Lawson, stop thinking about <laughs> it. Stop thinking about it. Tell me what's happening with the news. It's, it's hurting. It's hurting. Okay, <laughs> so I have some stories today. Go on. Some news stories. Yes. But my first one is not a news story. Well, it's news. Mm-hmm. But it's it's how God has been really good to me in my life. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a, a bit of a personal story. So... As of last week, well, last week, last Thursday and Friday, I headed up to um, Yarra Hapney, which is where they, they do big camp. Where, where Stewart's Point. Yeah, yep. Stewart's Point headed up there because they had the orientation for the Arise for Life program. And now the Arise for Life program, basically there's this thing called Arise. You go there and you do it and you learn about the Bible and, and get to, you know, then use those things that you've learned to do practical outreach and those, those kinds of things. And then, that's, so that's a three-and-a-half-month program. And then at the end, um, you get the option to do Bible working for six months. Um, essentially, you get to work for a church in the community, um, basically supporting the community and, and trying to share Jesus with people. And it's a really powerful, really awesome thing. I did it in two years ago in 2017 when I was like 18 years old, and it really, really put me on course for my life. And I'm, I'm in ministry today. I'm working for churches, doing radio and all those things because of that time that I spent at Arise. Preaching in Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, preaching in Ethiopia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because of that time that I spent at Arise and then doing this Arise for Life program afterwards. In, in fact, I was working for Lyle and Shell at Maitland Church. Shout out those guys. And it was a really awesome experience. But anyways, so now I'm working as a full-time Bible worker for Raymond Terrace Mission Church. And Pastor Blake Penland, he sent me up there to be like the guy who like is their boss and like collects them and I'm I'm the the leader of this new crop of Arise for Life Bible workers. Um and, and I went up there, but we had a little bit of dilemma before I went up there. We were really struggling to find housing for these guys. Um, especially at Raymond Terrace Mission as it's a as it's what what we call a church plant. It's a very very new church. There's not a lot of generational members there. Like, you know, we have a bunch of new people who are fresh Adventists from the community. And we're praying a lot. We're like, oh, Lord, please give us a solution with housing because just nothing was coming up. I received a call from my dad about two weeks ago. My dad called me up. Um, oh, and also, so there was th- there's three guys who came from Arise. One is actually... Um, Lyle and Shell's son, em- Emerson Southwell, he's mm-hmm. with us. Um, and then Caleb, you know Caleb, I uh, do, yeah. Caleb Askin. Um, you live with Caleb for a bit. Uh, I live with several people. Caleb was one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> make that Caleb, one clear. Caleb and Emery. <laughs> that sounded um, a bit dodged for a second. <laughs> and there's a young 18 year old guy from, um, from Canberra named Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. So we've got these three guys coming. We need to find housing yeah, for them. Three young Christian boys yeah. wanting to work for the Lord. We're like praying about it. I'm like praying about it, praying about it, praying about it. And then my dad calls me up. And now my dad's not a Christian. 
guy. Oh, we're working on that. But, um, <laughs> but my dad calls me up and he's like, oh, Lawson, um, I've just been given a job. So he went over to Western Australia for a couple of weeks to work. And then he called me up and was like, look, I think I'm going to stay here indefinitely. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And the next words that came out of my mouth were, can the Arise people live at our house? <laughs> These three guys, if you're not going to be here. But sort of his expectation was like, I'm moving over to Western Australia. I'm renting that house at the moment. So I'm going to stop renting that house. And, you know, I, I've been offered accommodation from the from the church before and stuff. And I opted to live with my dad. Mm-hmm. So he was like just expecting that I would move out of the house and that we, you know, would just yeah. like disperse. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, can, can Arise guys live with me? And he's, he was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, because then I'll be paying two sets of rent and like all these different yeah, things. And like, and uh, he was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then we stopped talking about it and I was just like, oh, God, there's a seed there. But I just need it to... to, to germinate. Germinate, uh-huh. yeah, I need this to work. So I just committed it to prayer. I was praying, Lord, please make this happen, please make this happen. And and um, when it came around to, you know, me talking to Blake about it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, we've got a house for the boys, even though there was this whole looming thing in the back of my mind, like, oh... If we have to pay rent, like, the reason, like, you know, we're not super rich as a church. We don't want to pay rent. And so I'm like, God, please just make this happen. Please just make this happen. Please just make this happen. Anyways, I get a call on Thursday afternoon from my dad mm-hmm. while I'm up at a rise. And he's like, Lawson, turns out I'm not going to Western Australia. And I was like, oh, no, he's staying here. Then I can't have the boys. He's like... Instead, I've been offered a job in Queensland, which I've accepted, which has a much better salary, and also they're giving me a house. So I'm going to to support the church. I'm going to pay the rent for this apartment for the boys to live in. I'm going to pay the rent, the power, the Wi-Fi, everything. I'm going to pay. I'm going to cover it because I know I'm like supporting you, but I'm also I want to support the church, and I have the funds to do so. Praise God! And I was just like, yeah. But then, so like, great. I was like, on the inside, I was like, you, you, you. But then on the outside, I was like, oh, thanks so much, Dad. You're the best. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just keeping it cool. But it was just incredible. And I, I think I really experienced through that, like, the way that God can can work in someone. Like, my, my yeah. dad isn't a Christian. Like, he's, he, you know, over the last couple of years, he's become very open, seeing that I'm a, you know, I'm a Christian. My, my sister's become a Christian. And my, my sister's marrying a Christian guy. And, and he's become more and more open. And he's seeing the value in it. And there's been times we've had really deep spiritual conversations. But the guy, you know, he's not. He's not a, a church guy. He's, he, know, he knows nothing about mission and all these things. But God has just been working on his heart and that's led him to be open enough to to just like... It's covering literally, rent for you. Covering for rent. For the church. That's incredible. Rent. So he is just... Shout out to my dad. I love him. Yeah. Uh, he's probably not listening at the moment. He's probably at work, but it doesn't matter. I just love my dad so much and I love all my family. And your heavenly so dad. Come yeah. On. Wow. Praise the f- God the Father above who has just been orchestrating this. And, and, yeah. And I, like, I feel like, you know, now we as... The Arise, you know, for me as my dad's son and the Arise people, we sort of have a little bit of a witness to do, keeping the house well and tidy, yes. um, you know, representing God to him in that way. But I'm just like, oh, I've just, I've wanted to come on radio actually for like the last week to come and tell this story of how God is just moving really powerfully. And it shows me as well, like, I'm very, very optimistic about the six months that I have with these Bible workers. I think that God is going to do an amazing work and just starting off with a huge blessing like that. 
I'm just like, man, yeah, like you God, know you're is, on the right path. God is with us, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. and of course, we are ramping up to the public evangelistic campaign, um, which I, me and um, Lyle Southwell, uh, me and your boy Lyle, mm-hmm. we're going to be preaching together. And and those those young Bible workers, they're going to be going out into the community and finding people to come along to these meetings and hear the gospel for the first time. Um, and so, yeah, well, I'm just like so stoked. I'm just so happy. I had it's some incredible stuff. Incredible testimony. I had some stuff I wanted to talk about, but scrap that. You know, we don't, we don't need, we don't need that noise. Let's just be happy. No, sometimes today. we just need to be reminded that God can absolutely work things out in our lives for mm. us. And, you know, if you're listening yeah. to this and you're 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 stuck and you're in a jam, like just remember, you can cast all your cares upon Jesus, yes. and He will absolutely take care of you. You know, don't worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear and where you're going to live and mm. how you're going to pay. Like, ask God to help you, and He will most certainly guide you that's a really great testimony it's, it's powerful and a timely reminder yes. uh, for all of us listening Lawson so thank you so much for sharing mm, your story that is awesome yeah and I think we should keep your dad in prayer 100% yeah, pray sounds like dad. maybe one day down the track you know he might be interested in supporting the church in presence as well as covering rent <laughs> Holy. this is Carly Fletcher nothing in this world we'll be back with an interview with Peter Brown that Lyle, uh, Lyle did when he was at camp there is nothing in this world that can truly satisfy me like Jesus, Jesus love, for his love is truly deeper.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And we have come to the special interview part of the day. I'm actually up at Big Camp recording this interview where I've recorded interviews with all kinds of people that have been walking past and have a story to tell. And I noticed Peter Brown out here the other day, and I'm like, this man has a story to tell. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Now, Peter, you run the, let me get this right, the Catalina Lakefront Retreat. Why is it called the Catalina Lake Lakefront Retreat? Whereabouts is this? Uh, um, whereabouts is this? Uh, what was facility, institution, campground, whatever you want to call it? Um, in reality, it's probably a multi-purpose centre. Multi-purpose centre. There you go. That's uh, the, that's the that's the word I was looking for. But uh, no, it's uh, located at Rathmines and uh, on beautiful Lake Macquarie. Um, and Rathmines was the old Catalina base during World War Two. Okay, so Catalina's, for those of you who are probably unfamiliar with uh, a little bit of history, just these magnificent old long-range, super long-range flying boats. And, uh, yeah, they used to have them a whole bunch of them lined up out there back in the day, I guess. Correct. Uh, it was the largest uh, uh, base in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, there were others, but this was the biggest. Um, they used to have... Um, sort of repair and uh, facilities there and you can still see a lot of the old buildings there today and there's there's a large it's probably the biggest boat ramp in in australia there's <laughs> um, a boat ramp that you could launch like two planes two large planes side by side on maybe even three correct and, and that's where they used to bring the catalinas up uh, the building that uh, we're in um, the front building was originally the hospital for the catalina base Oh, wow. And so it has a long history, um, heritage listed, uh, and uh, it's um, over the years has been a private hospital, uh, then a nursing home, but uh, we've now uh, renovated it and it's, it's being used for people with a disability. Okay, and this is, a, this is a really important thing and I'm so glad that you've come to talk, us, talk to us about this because it's a part of our society that we, um, we do tend to pay lip service to and it's like, yes, you've got a disability sticker on your car or something or other and, and we'll help you out, but uh, we often like to forget people in, with disabilities, sadly. Um, it's probably from, from uh, my observation and uh, my my background i suppose is is having a daughter with a disability and we've uh, had this journey of 30 odd years sure and uh, probably rather than people not knowing uh, or, or not wanting to get engaged is not knowing how this is very true uh, and it's how do you talk to them how do you uh, sit there and um, just have a conversation mm-hmm. and uh, uh, people in wheelchairs at different levels uh, people who don't speak the same way that you speak, um, but they all have something to say. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Sure. Your, your personal journey. Yeah. Um, 30 odd years ago, uh, Cassie's our daughter, and um, she um, came along as a third child and um, unexpected and uh, was uh, an eventful birth, And but everything seemed okay. and um, But... Um, after about six months realised that she just wasn't developing in the same way that uh, she normally was uh, or, or a, a normal child should and so off to the paediatricians and a few tests later and realised that 
uh, we're told that she has cerebral palsy, uh, go and see some physiotherapists and get a bit of therapy, um, and that was about it. So 30-odd years ago, that was probably all that they were offering. Today, it's a lot different. Um, but our journey involved not being um, comfortable. Um, that, that was the best that we could do. And so we um, sold our home, moved to Sydney, and started a, a, an early intervention program based on um, a, a unique um, Hungarian program called Conductive Education. And um, after three or four years, it, it made a huge difference. And so Cassie was... With your daughter? Yes. Yep. Uh, well, and with, with all of the families. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We, had, uh, we had about eight kids in it, and it, it runs off an educational model rather than a, a health model, which is traditional for, for Australia. Uh, and um, she developed this sense of independence, um, which is exactly what you want them to be, mm-hmm. to, to take control. And so that journey was um, initially quite difficult, sort of going through all of those. Then as, as Cassie grew, um, had some very exciting adventures. She got uh, a, a Starlight Foundation wish, which was to swim with dolphins. Oh, wow. Um, Realised when she was swimming with a dolphin, she wasn't going to drown. And so she started swimming. And um, so she ended up with four Australian swimming records. Um, she had to get up and go to do... She did the Gold Duke of Edinburgh Award and actually gave the, the graduating class speech um, down at uh, Government House. Um, and so our journey has been one um, which has been interesting all the way through. Yeah. Um, oh, but, and congratulations to Cassie. This is part of her story that I've, you know, because I've known you sort of, you know, but I've, I've, I was unaware of that part of her story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but despite that get up and go, um, as, and, and anyone who um, has a family member in a wheelchair, and whether it's a child, whether it's a husband, a wife, um, in, in sort of doing the things that people do every single day, go to shopping, go to a restaurant for a, a, a meal, um, go on holidays. Uh, last time I tried to take our family away for a holiday, um, it was um, it took me over a week to find some accommodation in Sydney that was um, wheelchair friendly, wheelchair accessible. Mm. And and so with with the Catalina Lakefront Retreat, um, which is is owned and operated by Disability Life Enrichment, um, which is the charity. That's the whole idea: is to provide a facility where people can go with a disability of any type and have a holiday with no restrictions. There is no steps. Um, wide hallways, wide doorways, accessible bathrooms. All of those things mean people can go there and enjoy themselves without having to worry about society impinging on that. And 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 get, getting a facility that was once a hospital and was then a um, nursing home, I guess it really lends itself to you know because I mean if people in the in the past you had to have space to push you know beds around the place. Um, it's the perfect location for this kind of thing. I, I guess the other thing that sort of strikes me about the location is that not only is it the the, 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 the perfect you know the perfect building structure for people with disabilities, 
but it's in a really beautiful spot as well. Totally. Uh, and, and that's one of the, the things that we've had people do, particularly those with mental health issues, where they want somewhere to, to get away from the hustle and bustle of life and sit and relax and contemplate. And, and Rathmines is ideal for that. Mm. Um, mm. It's, it's big open parkland, so the land that was originally the, the Catalina Basin um, in its time was hustle and bustle. These days is open parkland. Um, it's flat. There are plenty of uh, there's pathways which go for kilometres, so people in wheelchairs um, can get out and go for a wheel. And, and you've kind of got the lake on both sides too. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's sort of uh, a bit of a cove and, and out on the point, which is the old um, uh, war memorial. Um, and so tomorrow will be um, really well populated. Big event down there tomorrow. Yep, and uh, so it's um, an area which lends itself for people exploring, people going for a walk to to look at the history, um, getting out into nature, sort of you can walk by the water, through the bush, Um, so there's plenty of opportunities to, to do that. Now, the Disability Life Enrichment, which is the the charity that owns... um What's your, what's your connection with that? Uh, I'm the manager for the facility. Um, the owner, his name is David Hagen. Um, he's a retired businessman um, who does a lot of charity work. Um, and But he grew up in this area, grew up at Coorumbong. And um, he was down, um, I suppose it would be six, seven years ago. Um, he was down driving around the area with his wife and saw the for sale sign and uh, thought, wow, I can do something with this. He had this vision of, obviously had some friends with disabilities who he saw the struggles they were going through and he thought, wow, I can do something with it. Um, And the Lord's leading was very evident in in that the uh, tender had already closed and he went and told them his idea. They reopened the tender. Oh, wow. Um, It was also, um, he also wasn't the highest builder. But because of what he wanted to do, he was given um, given the uh, the centre to uh, to yep. reinvent, if you like. Sure. How long ago? Um, we've been open sort of three years, and it's taken uh, so five years ago. So mm-hmm. it took him a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, because there was a bit of work, I would imagine, to uh, to, to bring it up to uh, a standard where you could actually use it for you know camps and. And various, you know, multi-purpose functions. Yeah, totally. Uh, and the um, the previous builders, um, and, and I suppose this is going back some time, but um, instead of uh, the normal things that you do of taking away your rubble and whatever, had just left it underneath the building. Mm-hmm. And so they took out, I think it was between five and ten tonne of, of rubble, mm-hmm. which they had to carry out in buckets from under the building. Um, and so every time it rained... It used to flood under the building. And so, you know, piers were sinking and in the older sections, which weren't ventilated properly, um, floorboards were rotting. So there was considerable amount of work um, before the building was up and up and running. And, and it's still ongoing. Sure. What kind of programs are you running there? The, they range um, from day programs, and we've just... Uh, um, finished doing a uh, Sunday fun day in conjunction with Avondale College, um, where the students came out and had a whole stack of uh, fun events. And uh, unfortunately, it rained on the day, so we didn't get a lot of people uh, turning up. Um, 
but day programs. So uh, we've been working fairly closely with Lake Mac Council and sort of some of the things that we've done. Are, um, we've uh, been together with a group who run trishaws, um, which is interesting. It's, it's a bit like a rickshaw. So there's two seats at the front with a bicycle at the back. Okay. And so people sit in the front of it, they pedal them along the paths and go out for, for a good time. Um, and then we've had uh, some disability discos where they can come in, have a, have a good time with some friends. And uh, it's good because often with in the disability world, you tend to get just stuck with one particular group who's providing your care um, and you don't get to go out and meet as much. And that was one of the nice things with um, this program was that we were getting people from all different groups coming in and meeting new friends and uh, that's part of um, the socialisation that that people often miss out um, when they have a disability. Often they'll just sit at home watching telly or playing games or whatever. Um, but this gets them out meeting friends and having a good time. So your daughter has cerebral palsy. Does that mean that uh, typically she would meet other people that have cerebral palsy but not necessarily meet people with other disabilities? Is that is that generally the kind of thing that happens? Um it depends on how uh, outgoing they are. And so for, for Cassie, um, she meets other groups, and they tend to be people with cerebral palsy or similar conditions in wheelchairs. Um, and that's I mean, right now she's in a different kind of environment because you're obviously at a facility where you've got lots of people coming through, but I'm just sort of thinking in a, in a more general kind of circumstance. Yeah, uh, and she, she goes out and they play a game called Bochka. Um, which is uh, sort of a, a bit like lawn bowls, but it's played. Uh, it was designed for people in wheelchairs, and uh, it's a Paralympic sport. And so she goes a couple of days a week and meets a whole stack of different friends, uh, people. Um, from that friends group, they also organise outings. So they go down to Sydney and um, spend the day shopping, do those sorts of things. Um, the social outreach that with um, with everyday people um, isn't as easy uh, and that's one of the, the areas that, that we find um, church is so useful is that it does give her a, um, a group of people who feel comfortable in sitting there and talking to her um, and giving her a hard time and telling jokes and doing all of the things that a normal person would like to do um, and that's, that's a really important part of, of her socialisation and that's one of the things that um, with the centre we want to try and encourage that as well. So with the centre do you provide education for people who are you know unfamiliar with how to relate to dis- disabled people? Um, that's one of the things that we're working on. Um, we've had a few of um, the training programs um, who teach people so they're doing a Cert 3 or Cert 4 and disability. Um, they've come to the centre and uh, we've given them a practical um, insight into what it means um, and uh, and even simple things like how do you lift them, how do you transfer all those sorts of things, we're happy to get involved with, with doing those sorts of uh, training areas the other areas that come up are respite, so people need to get away, uh, at the moment we've just got a group moving in um, from two group homes and the group homes have to be modified so they need somewhere to live and so we've got 10 wheelies who will be staying with us for the next uh, six to eight weeks and uh, while well, their home is modified. 
and it's it's nice to be able to offer that sort of facility. Yeah, wow, fantastic. Uh, I've had a number of people ring up just for holidays. Uh, I had a, f- a fellow from the center, Central Coast rang me and said, I've got five kids, I can't go on holidays. And I said, sure you can, come and visit us. Um, because it, it, that's the sort of thing that we you know, can do. And, and as you said, when you tried to have a family holiday so many years ago, you found it almost impossible to find somewhere where you could go. Totally. And now you've got the perfect location for people who have a disability to go on holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome, Peter. Really, really um, appreciating uh, what you're sharing with us. What kind of disabilities do you um, cater for? Um, anything and everything. And it can be as simple as um, you know, someone who um, has a mental health or uh, a, an issue with fitting into society. They can come and, and um, sort of just have some time out on their own. We have kids groups, um, groups coming up from Sydney for camps and retreats and they come up and they play music or they go fishing or um, one of the other areas that we're looking at building and developing on is teaching them skills of living. So particularly with skill uh, kids who are coming up to um, leaving school age um, and you know they're starting to think about moving out uh, on their own and they need you know to be able to do their own cooking, need to be able to do their washing and uh, all of those sorts of areas. And so we're, we're looking at um, providing uh, a resource for them to come and develop those skills. Fantastic, Peter. Um, we are um, starting to run out of time here, but uh, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about the Catalina Lakefront Retreat. And if you have a disability or you know somebody who has a disability, um, then Peter is definitely the person to get in contact with um, about his retreat and his facility, what there is available there. How do they get in contact with you? Um, probably by ringing um, the centre, 4975 Um Just uh, one last word. One of the areas that we use to help support our disability outreach um, is the centre is open for community groups. So we're getting a, a large number of churches coming in for church camps. So if, if churches are looking for somewhere to go, by the water, nice, quiet area, uh, place to, to worship, um, give us a call as well, and we're happy. Uh, Fantastic. And in fact, uh, last weekend, uh, our friends from 3AM Church in Sydney um, came up to enjoy the, uh, uh, the centre and uh, look, look at coming back next year. Ah, I know those guys well. Okay, so the number is 024975 Give Peter a call. He's got an amazing um, facility there that uh, that I'm sure that lots of us can um, can really be blessed by. And uh, we, yeah, we really hope and pray that that uh, continues to grow. You continue to be blessed and continue to do great things in your community. Thank you for joining us, Peter. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Peter Brown. We're going to move on with the show after this song. We'll be back with the eight o'clock news, followed by Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM.
constraints you wait And let thy goodness Like a feather By my wandering heart to I'm prone to to Faith FM, positively different radio. Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Have you ever been challenged by evolution? Ever struggled to give a reasoned answer for your faith? Or ever felt overwhelmed by the predominance of belief in evolution? Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top-level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19, Avondale College, Kurumbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1-800-324-843. Lord, help me live from day to day. In such a self-forgetful way That even when I kneel to pray My prayer shall be for others Others, Lord, yes, others Let this my motto be Help me to live for others, that I may live like Thee. And when my work on earth is done, and my new work in heaven's begun, may I forget the crown I've won, while thinking still of others. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. 
Help me to live for